inspired word of God. I'm Marcia. I would like to talk today about beguiled. Beguile means to influence by trickery, flattery, mislead, delude, to take away from by cheating or deceiving, to charm or divert. Genesis 3.1 Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat every tree of the garden? The devil chose the serpent, a subtle mouthpiece, in his manipulation of Eve. He knew that Eve was not supposed to touch that tree, but he questioned her about it. He manipulated her, and he maneuvered and beguiled her. Genesis 3.2 and 3.3 And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. As I read this verse, it appears to me that Eve didn't really have an interest in that tree until the serpent continued to poke and prod her with questions about it. And then he made suggestions to her that made her think God was trying to keep her from something good. And that really piqued her interest. And that's how he does us in our life. He influences us. He tricks us. And he makes us feel like we're getting left out of something good. Genesis 3, 4 through 6. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband, and he did eat. He tells her lies, misleading her in believing that God is trying to keep her from something good. Have you ever experienced a situation where someone convinces you that you're being left out of something on purpose because they don't want you to be a part of it, to enjoy having it? If that happens to you, then you might recall having that indignant attitude rise up inside you, that strong feeling of someone or something offending you, insulting you, making you feel unjust, someone trying to keep something from you. And that causes you to be even more determined that you won't be left out, that you will be a part of it. Kids experience this also when their parents say no. Their parents are telling them no for a reason, but they think that they're being denied something good and that the parent doesn't know best. And as adults, we also experience when people come and manipulate us in a subtle way. We just don't sometimes recognize it as that because they're not obvious with it. They're sneaky. They're subtle. They're charismatic. They're fun. They're loving. And we're drawn to that. 
once Eve engages in conversation with the serpent, the devil, her interest peaks and she's determined. The ideal of gaining wisdom from that tree caused her to develop a determination to have what Satan was talking about. But what he was talking about was deceptive. She just didn't recognize it. But she pushed aside what God told her, what God told Adam, and she partook of that fruit and offered it to him, her husband, and he also ate. That spirit of deception is in many people. It is also in some of those that come across the pulpit as pastors, teachers, and preachers. That spirit of deception has many people believing that a man or a woman standing before you is probably the most godly man or woman you've ever met, but they're purposely presenting themselves in a deceptive way and twisting the word of God because they're not of God, they're evil. Just as Satan deceived Eve in that subtle way in the garden with the fruit, teachers do the same thing to people in the churches. Second Corinthians eleven thirteen fourteen, For such are false prophets, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. And we don't think about that. He is a fallen angel from heaven. He was kicked out. But he can transform himself as an angel of light and have you deceived thinking you are talking to an angel of light. False teachers present themselves like they are a man or woman of God when there's deception standing behind them. False teachers feed you lies and twist the word of God to make his word fit your sin. And they justify it and it sounds good to you and you accept it. They veer from the truth. They manipulate. They like to use the love card, preaching the love of God. And God does tell us in scripture to love one another. But he also tells us in scripture to be obedient and to live a certain way, or we will feel his wrath. But they somehow skip over that. We as a people tend to grab man's ideology about what God is saying in his word, and we stand on it, not realizing that that man is speaking the ideology of Satan, not of God. They are in your path to deceive you and keep you from the truth, but lead you in the way of destruction. It is important for you to get the word of God in your spirit and understand it. They are in partnership with the devil. And if you listen to them and refuse to get the truth for yourself, you get in partnership with the devil too. When God shows you something, trust your instincts. The more time you invest with God, he will give you discernment. Always read the word for yourself and get understanding. Jot down those scriptures that you hear and take them home and read them and get a better understanding of what those scriptures are telling you. It's your best weapon. If you 
are not ignorant to the word, false teachers cannot twist the word of God to their advantage and deceive you. They like to preach the good stuff and ignore everything else in the Bible because the other things in the Bible are unpleasant because those are the things that God tells us not to do. There's warning in those words so that we don't fall into hell. They connivingly skip over them. If you are a babe in Christ, there's no better time than to start reading the word. Don't wait for years. Start reading it right away. You may not understand it clearly, but the more you spend time reading it, the more God will open his understanding to you. When Naomi lost her husband and her sons, she urged her daughters-in-law to go back to their own homes, their own families. But Ruth refused to go. It says in Ruth 1.15.16, Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, but ever so severely, if anything but death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. Ruth had a strong love for her mother-in-law and she was determined to go with her. But I often think about the other daughter-in-law that went back to her people and their gods, because Ruth was determined to choose Naomi's God, the one true God, and her choice was the difference between life and eternal death. There are a lot of people who may think that they can spot a con artist while they have a false teacher standing right in front of them. You must understand that the devil is craftier than you. And when he beguiles you, you won't have an idea, often until it's too late. But when you get that foundation of God's word down in your spirit and in your heart, you've got something solid to stand on. And while you're getting his word, in your spirit, you are also building that relationship with him. And that's a strong, solid foundation to stand on. Second Peter 2 1. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. 1 John 4, 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. Wherefore ye have heard it should come and even now already is in the world. There are people that stand before you and they bring all type of heresies, doctrines before you, witchcraft, lies and deception, 
And it's important that you understand who is standing before you and feeding your spirit and what they're feeding your spirit. And when you know that God has said not to do something in his word, don't let someone stand there and preach to you and justify that sin and tell you that it's okay because you're still going to be held accountable for that if you accept that into your spirit and you go out there and you do it. My closing prayer, Lord, lead us in learning your word. Guide us in worship and faith. Let no one lead us astray from your word, but guide us in your understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.